welcome to an Uncommon Dialogue at Healing Networks. And we have the beautiful Denny Strong here. How are you, Denny? I'm really well today. How are you, Florida? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for jumping um, jumping on. What no worries. I'd love for you to do is share some of the awesome work that you're doing um, with your business. Absolutely. All right. So I'm on such a huge journey personally and in my business. And what I love about what I do is that my journey personally is very much reflected in my business. So first of all, I became a holistic nutrition coach. I then I get my uh, certification a few years ago and I did the food plans. I worked out calories and macronutrient intakes and what you should be eating when for when you should be exercising and how much carbs you should be eating or how many carbs. And I quickly discovered that it just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So I can create food plans that will work to the T. But what I wasn't taking into account is the whole everything else that goes into making those decisions and especially as women that we know what's best for our life and our body but we don't do it and so now on my journey I'm bringing in so much more of the the unspoken the stuff that doesn't get said but the stuff that I kind of go deeper into and work out why it's going on and what's happening and helping women uncover why they self-sabotage in the first place so that when we go through this journey together women come to me and they say, Danny, I want to lose 10 kilos. And I'm like, great, cool. That, that's great. But why is that so important to you? And we delve down and we delve down and it's, it's to do with their self-worth and their self-love. Perhaps they want to run down the beach with their kids and jump in the ocean in a bathing costume whenever they want to. And that is the real reason and the intention that women really want to reach those goals. And then it's helping them get their step-by-step through creating a life that feels amazing. So now what I do is food is like a tiny compulsion. I'm merging two words there, component and portion, compulsion, everyone. <laughs> so it's a tiny component of what I do. And now I bring in that everything else. So it's just living a life that makes women feel phenomenal. Yeah, no, that's cool. I suppose what I want to ask you, why, um, why nutrition and and why coaching and not gymnastics? Really good question. When I started living with Vitality, I was competing nationally in New Zealand for CrossFit. So I was doing really well. I was getting super strong. Uh, my life was dedicated to my craft, which was CrossFit at the time. And I realized that if I didn't feel myself very well, then it affected my CrossFit fit performance. Mm. So... I really started getting into my nutrition and how to fuel my day and fuel my body. And the better I ate, the better choices I made for myself, the clearer my mind was, the better my performance in the gym the next day, which meant the better my training for that end result, which was a competition. And that's when I started doing really well. So before that, there was a pre-story when I wasn't living with Vitality. And that was the woman that is smaller than she is now. So that's pretty tiny. But that woman was scrutinizing herself in the mirror. She was punishing herself at the gym. She was escaping a pretty miserable life, but earning great money in sales, but escaping that misery by socializing and whining and dining and then punishment in the gym. And it was a vicious circle. And so I had a kind of epiphany one day where I was 
in the mirror, it was summer, and I was putting on my coconut oil for the day after an amazing CrossFit session, and I was admiring all these muscles and, and amazing things that my body was doing, and I realized that I wasn't scrutinizing in the mirror, but I was actually loving what I was seeing in the mirror, which is why I keep using this thing of loving what you see in the mirror. So it all kind of happened through this life trajectory that I was basically forced to go on to become the woman that I am now, which is why I can't keep this to myself. I want other women to feel and experience what I've gone through. And I know that it's the right path because when I see this look of elation or, oh my God, Danny, I can't believe where I am now, it just, my, my whole body just gets goosebumps. And I know that that is what I'm here to do. What would you say some of the self-sabotaging patterns that you would see quite commonly that would cause someone to maybe neglect their health, body, yeah. diet. It's so interesting and I think it's the women that I'm naturally calling in are where I used to be. So although I'm not a mother, they're busy, their life is so full. So they've got a, a big, uh, a busy day in their corporate world and they get super stressed. So the stress builds up in the day at their day job and then they get home to the kids and the family and then there's more demand and there's more stress. And that's when I'm told, Danny, I get home from work, I open the pantry door and all hell breaks loose. Mm. And the worst thing is, is that they know exactly what they should be doing. As in, they know that they should be eating well and they shouldn't have those three glasses of wine after work, but they get super stressed. And so they cane the chocolate and they cane the ice cream and they have that glass of wine or two or three and that's how they seek that solace mm -hmm. but as they're doing it they're like this is not right for me i want to feel better in my body i want my clothes to fit well i want to feel comfortable in my skin yeah i'm doing the very thing that is going to take me away from that and then that guilt and that negative self-talk starts and that spiral begins to happen and so it's not just you know every now and then it becomes a habit every night and that's the cycle that women just can't seem to break even though they know what they should be doing does it require some sort of um level of consultation or intuition i suppose perhaps on your behalf to be able to tap into some of those underlying issues or underlying um self-sabotaging habits for you to be able to understand your client and know how to get the best result for them Absolutely. And I would say that it, the, to start with, to open the inquiry and their self-inquiry is the questioning and the consulting. And then when we get down to, it's kind of walking that little wire of, oh, fuck, I'm just about to get to this nitty gritty. I'm just going to stop talking now. I'm just going to pull back. And that is when the intuition comes in. So I'm like, okay, what did you feel there? What happened? And just by questioning, and I don't even know where these questions come from, it just starts happening. And that is when the gold happens. Mm. Doesn't happen all the time. If my client on the other side of, of my computer screen isn't connected, isn't there, if her kids are running around, she's like, babe, don't do that. I don't have her. But if she's there, if she's with me in that moment present, that is when that intuition takes over. Yeah. What would you say, I suppose, some of the most rewarding thing um, you get out of doing that work that you do? Absolutely. And, you know, it's when they ever have overcome and achieved that one thing that they said that they couldn't do and they have tried their whole adult lives to try and overcome. 
So it's, it's when they're truly living with vitality and you know, their eyes are shining brighter and they've got dimples showing and they're feeling amazing in their skin. And one thing that I love is I become Facebook friends with all of my clients because we have a private group that we all communicate in for accountability and just to keep that um, real sense of connection growing. And it's when they start posting about, I've got a busy as hell day, my kids are being little brats, I love them dearly, but I'm doing my self-care, I'm feeling amazing, I'm meditating, I'm doing all of this stuff that is making me feel great. And they'll just put a post up that their mental state is perfect despite life going on around them because life doesn't change but they change they respond and it's when I start seeing these posts that I I absolutely just my whole body feels that conviction in their posts and I can see that they're living with vitality so it's that's one thing but just having these little kind of light bulb penny drop moments and like oh my god Danny this week has been amazing I've done this this and this my week has been the same but I've been handling it differently and I don't know how I'm doing it, but I'm, I'm doing it. I'm like, because you're implementing, you're taking on board and you're implementing and you're creating your own lifestyle. So I'm not one of these that says, right, you've got to wake up at six o'clock, you've got to do yeah, 20 minutes of exercise, you've got to eat this for breakfast, you've got to eat the snack at this time because that's too much like a diet. So what I do is I encourage women to create a lifestyle that works for them and it's so unique to each woman off on a tangent there but that's okay no no that's good it's awesome, <laughs> it's awesome to see you speak so passionately about what you do yeah. um it's a wonderful thing you know um sharing sharing your passion and sharing what it is that you love um through your struggles as well because you've been yeah there. Um, yeah and then learning how to overcome that yourself and, and then go right okay so i've done it for me now um, I want to share that. I want to share that gift or I want to share that insight um, and start helping other people achieve what it is that I've achieved. So that's a really beautiful thing. I love that. Um, oh, thank you. That feels really good. Yeah, and it's wonderful. Um, Danny, do you think maybe over time your business or how you do what you do will evolve into something else? Like where would you like to see Danny Vitality in like five years, ideally? A hundred percent. And that, that path is already changing. So it was a nice time to bring in actually that Danny Vitality was the start and now it's changed to living with vitality by Danny. So it's, it's creating something much greater than what it is that I do. And I know, I absolutely know that it's going to be a fucking phenomenal journey. How it looks, I'm not quite sure yet, but what I see is this movement is a bunch of empowered women empowering other women collectively there's this connection of women just lifting and rising and supporting each other i envisage myself speaking on stage to hundreds of women that are already living that life that they love but how can they increase it even more so it's it's this rising collectively that that's my vision when i meditate that's what continually comes up and Another thing that came up is removing the shoulds and how life should look. And by 25, you're married with two kids and forget how it should look. Because if you cling on to that so hard and life doesn't go that way, you're, ch you're chasing something that's not your own. So it's following your own path and trusting in your path and creating that clear vision and having those fierce boundaries to live as that woman that you want to be is going to help you to achieve everything that you want as well. So 
a beautiful thing about what I'm starting to do is that women come to me to eat better and stop treating their bodies like shit. And, you know, they leave with a changed life. I, I don't say that lightly. Their lives change. If they're committed, it's, it's phenomenal. And again, I've gone off tangent, but that's just where I see living with vitality going. It, it's creating a life that just feels phenomenal. It's um, um, something that you mentioned that I find quite interesting, um, which now that we're talking about it and that you've mentioned it, it does come to me that that does cause a lot of stress for not just women, but people in general. Um, mm. Social conditioning, you know, in particular ideals and goals and shoulds, that I yeah. should be married by 25 with two children. Yeah. Or I should be, you know, I should have the house with a white picket fence. Mm-hmm. You know, we've created so many, I think, not that they're not beautiful dreams, of course, but I think there's a difference between um, a dream and an attachment, you know, and I think we get so caught up in the end goal. We we Mm. get so attached to how we think think Mm. that our lives should be that it causes a lot of distress and a lot of depression in people as well. Um, and, you know, I'm a big believer, especially from the spiritual um, side, you know, what happens to us physically is a manifestation of what's happening to us spiritually or emotionally. Absolutely. So, um, so, you know, any, you know, whether it be a poor eating habit or whether it be, you know, unfortunate illness, um, mm. it starts somewhere and it usually starts with some sort of discontent and that's where the term disease comes from. That's it. A dis-ease in the body it manifests, doesn't it? And we think, you know, I've got it. I've got this sorted. I'm, I'm okay. And, and we're not okay. And you're so right with that social conditioning. You know, we have to have this and we should be having this. And now what I'm starting to see is even in the different, um, I guess, realms we work in. So for me, it's that holistic nutrition. For yourself, it's that spiritual side. Us now as coaches or, you know, healers or you know whatever we want to be called we're now being told how we should be and how we should work uh (laughs) nah i'm not going to be following anyone else thank you i'm following myself and what feels good for me and it's it's interesting you know are you a coach are you a thought leader are you this well you know a coach's definition is i'm like well that's your definition it's not mine Mm. and it's it's so interesting and now we've got so much accessibility to social media that our journey can very often get clouded by others' journeys, which is where you perfectly led into it, can manifest in our body. So we make those poor eating choices. We may turn to drugs, to alcohol, to other addictions to try and overcome that, that disconnect that is showing up in our lives because we're not being true in here to ourselves. And that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day, don't you think? Yeah, 100%. That's beautiful that you said that because um, I can relate to that 100%. Mm. And I think many people that do... You know, any kind of work, whether you want to be called a healer, a coach, yeah. the label term, time, mm. it's all, you know, same, same. Um, yeah. But even in that space, um, there's a different level of, um, you know, business or social expectation of, you know, oh, you do this work, oh, you should be doing it like this. Or people have always done it this way, why aren't you doing mm. it that way sort of thing. And I, I have the audacity to tell you. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> And I, it's good that you've brought that up because I'll use myself as an example just to support what it is that you've said there. 
Um, obviously, being a medium or a psychic medium, I, I really don't like that word psychic, but it, mm. you know, it is what it is and the English language is quite limited. Um, you know, a lot of people assume, and, and, and rightfully so, this work that's been done for however long has had a particular personality brand type of brand and stigma and, and you know like everything has a personality mm. um, you know it's interesting because a lot of people are like oh you don't use tarot cards so what do you do and I'm like mm. I've never used them like mm. to be honest I've probably only ever done them once or twice um, and that was not because really I wanted to do it that was because I knew that um, the client would like that visual representation yeah. Even maybe, you know, maybe the age group or that particular personality. Um, but realistically, it's not something that I do. So when I go to um, do readings or teach people how to do readings, people are shocked. Right. They're like, yeah. where are your tools? Like, where are your, where are your tools? And I don't have any. I am the tool. I, exactly. I channel it. It's me. And, you know, I love that. And it's gonna, you're going to laugh now because I'm probably the only, well, no, probably not the only. That's, I'm exaggerating. But... Rita, I don't really enjoy cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really enjoy it for me. I want to enjoy my food. I want it to be healthy and nutritious and I want it to be quick and easy, which is why I go out whining and dining all the time because it's not only self-care, it's not only bringing me joy. I know that I'm eating good, healthy food that has been prepared with love. And that's why you're never going to see me in a video behind a blender making a freaking smoothie. Because that's just not me. And okay, I help women with nutrition, but I help them with so much more as well. Not saying there is anything wrong with that. I'm not discounting nutrition coaches, nutritionists, dietitians that do that. I just don't do that. And that's totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. Would you get a lot of people um, or a lot of potential clients or clients that would have that preconception and assume that you would be prepping the meals or providing, you know, some sort of cooking, coaching classes, who knows what? You know, because that would that would be, I suppose, seem quite common. Yeah, exactly. Wow, okay, somebody who's going to coach me through my mm. diet journey and help me get the best out of mm. it. Um, treating myself in a particular way. Oh what? You're not gonna you're not gonna show me how to make a smoothie? <laughs> it's kind of um but it's beautiful that, that you know Yeah, it's like well you're not gonna give me my my ten step day program. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. And it's it's so interesting because on my journey, on my journey, when I started out, I didn't really know who my audience was. Mm. So I was calling in those people that were confused about what I was doing. And first of all, I did start doing a lot more about this is the meal prep and this is how I live and this is what I eat and blah blah. And on my journey, I've developed and I've grown and I've I've now created a brand where women and that's my audience, women know what I'm all about. So. I don't get those, what are your qualifications? Or am I not going to get a diet plan? Or I want to do something like a, you know, two shakes a day and a meal at the end of the day. I said, well, you know, that's, that's not my approach. So the more conviction and the, the stronger my message is becoming and the stronger that I'm becoming in what I do, I get less of that confusion. So when, by the time women have kind of done their due, due diligence, they've gone through my website, they've followed me on social media, they know exactly what I'm about and they want what I'm promoting, if that makes sense. So at the start, there was that confusion. Then was that, oh, really? And now it's, that's it. I'm calling in my woman. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Um, Danny, so with your coaching, is um, a blend of face-to-face -face or mainly online or 
how do you deliver um, what you do? Yeah, so it used to be face-to-face and I was in New Zealand and I had a six-hour day job and then I would race across town to go and coach and be late and be frazzled and say to myself, life is not working. So I'd, I'd work 14-hour days and it was horrendous. I, it wasn't sustainable. So having moved to Melbourne, I am now only online. So we do face-to-face calls on Zoom and then I do a group call with my women that are working with me at the moment for that connection. And then I, do, um, I have a private Facebook group as well for that one-on-one accountability, that group accountability and just that constant communication. So now... I can work from my home. I've got a lot more of the day to myself so I can start planning and it, it feels good. It feels in, like I'm on the right path in terms of what I desire in my day and in my life, which in turn means that I'm living with vitality. So there's not that disconnect anymore of doing that face-to-face and driving around and getting stressed and turning up and being like, oh, I'm ready for your appointment now. <laughs> being like, ah. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, let's go. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, do you think that you'll be doing, is this your calling, would you say? Would you be doing this for a very long time? I am on the right path and right now this is my calling, but I know that there's going to be more added to my tool belt and more added to what it is that I'm going to be bringing out there. So I'm definitely on the right path, but whether this is it and the be-all and end-all, I know there's more to it, but I know it's going to be in the capacity of empowering women, helping them live a life that feels amazing with the choices that they make for themselves. But I can see workshops coming up. I can see experiences coming up with other women that will complement what I do and create this amazing experience over four or five days it could be a retreat but i don't want to call it a retreat i see it by ocean i see a full immersion going on but i don't know how it looks yet i think you can see it too just from that smile on your face 100 <laughs> said 100 i just saw it and i was like yeah i just saw that yeah. talk about it mm. <laughs> i just mm. think on your vibration what you're manifesting there so that's beautiful yeah so you're currently in melbourne correct yes i am Awesome. So, Danny, if there are people out there um, that want to get in touch with you, want to know more about your coaching and how you can help them, how can they reach you? Do you know the quickest way is to jump onto my website, which is dannyvitality.com. So, D A N I vitality.com. On there, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook, you can download a free guide, which is the Kickstarter to start looking at those changes that you need to make in your life to, to live that life that you desire. So, they can download that there as well. And then, if they've had a good read through and they want to connect with me, then there's that option on my website as well. And I'm going to ask you if there's anything that you could share, whether it be an epiphany or a quote or something that you've learnt and and that you live by, Mm. um, anyone that's listening, what would it be? Do you know what? Simplicity is my thing. So I realised at the start of this year, yeah, the start of this year, that I choose to feel good. Mm -hmm. That's my mantra. That's what sticks with me for situations, for food, for people, for whether I choose to take up this argument or not. Mm -hmm. For every life decision, I choose to feel good. 
And that is my inner compass going, right, which decision is right for you? So that's my, my biggest take home is how do you want to feel? Good. Okay, great. Let's make choices to feel that way. Yeah, yeah. That's really beautiful. Let's say um, you find yourself in a situation that doesn't make you feel good. How would you do that? What, how does Danny deal with that? Like, do you know what? I've got fierce boundaries. So if something don't feel right, I retract. So I don't put it onto the other person. I don't say you're making me feel like this or this situation is making me feel shit. I will take it upon myself to remove myself from that. And so it's helped me avoid confrontation. It's helped me avoid just staying somewhere that just doesn't feel good. And it wasn't an easy journey. I felt really stuck for 10 years and this was being 10 years in New Zealand. So it's also a, about surrounding myself with people that will help unstick me. And I'm so blessed that I found that in my partner who I'm living with here in Melbourne now. He helped me realize that what I was doing was actually not in line with what I wanted. And it's through him and then through me listening to myself truly on that trajectory in making those right decisions as well. And then from that, amazing people have come into my life that helped me feel good. And so I think initially it was really just listening in, not listening to those external factors that we spoke about before, or what, what we should be doing, how life should be looking, but tuning in and asking how you want to feel and how does life feel right now and what changes can I make? Danny, if it's okay for me to ask you, um, and if it's not, please, of course, feel free to push back. Yeah. So you mentioned that you felt stuck for 10 years mm. in New Zealand. What, what, what was it that, I suppose, caused you to be there or kept you there, so to speak? That's a really good question. Um, I kept seeking for external factors to start making me feel better. So... I was working in sales jobs that weren't floating my boat, but I was earning good money. So I was using this money and I was going out and socializing and I was going to the gym and I was seeing friends. And it was one of my really um, beautiful male friends in New Zealand that said, why are you making yourself so insanely busy the whole time? Why are you not giving yourself that stillness? I was like, what do you mean? I'm just busy. That's my lifestyle. Don't, don't ask me about that. And I realized that I was making myself so busy so I didn't have to tune in and listen. I wasn't ready for whatever reason. Um, and I knew that although I loved New Zealand, I knew I wasn't meant to be there for my lifetime. And I just didn't know where I wanted to be. So I just had this real cloud of confusion that I just couldn't seem to work through because I wasn't giving myself that moment or those moments of still and just tuning in to allow that to happen. So I do say I was stuck for 10 years, but do I regret that? No, because I wouldn't be here now at this time. And I do believe, I used to believe that, you know, the bad stuff happened was really terrible and bad news and bad luck and oh, forget about it. But now I look at it as it's, it's helped me become the woman who sat here right now conversing with you and have called you into my life as well. So these, these bad things that happen are meant to happen. It, it's, it's like going into your cocoon and emerging as that butterfly, that next version of yourself that you're growing into. So you need, you need that light and that dark. Like Andrew and I always discuss, um, Dr. Joe Demartini, is you can't have the good without the bad. You can't have the, you know, the light without the dark. And it's completely bringing those two together. So that pendulum stays nice and central, not like there's oh, this massive swing. 
And that's where the stuckness happened. I was making myself so busy that I had to go back the other way and go, right, listen, listen to yourself, Dan, because it's not working for you. Yeah, I, 100%. You know, I, I agree with you there. And, and it's interesting, you know, I think we, we too often discourage dark times mm. um, in our lives or dark moments or, or um, troubled per se situations. And I mean, yes, they feel uncomfortable. Yes, we're always pushed out of our comfort zone. Yes, they always come out left field. And yes, we always feel like we're getting kicked in the balls, right? But if there's such beautiful insight and such beautiful wisdom and epiphanies and growth that happens mm. from, from rocky roads, you know? Um, and like you said, it is, you know, the caterpillar to the butterfly journey. And yeah. so some of our greatest ideas or greatest moments or um, resiliency come from, you know, walking that tunnel for quite some time, not knowing when you're going to see the light at the end of it. And do you know, sorry, you carry on. No, go for it, go. Uh, do you know what, what came up for me is that in my greatest, darkest moment to date in my life, Danny Vitality was born. Danny Vitality got me through the most horrendous but beautiful period in my life. The only thing that I knew how to do each day was get up and show up for me and my business that was growing. Everything else was like, do you know what? I surrendered to it. I can't handle anything else right now. So it taught me resilience. It taught me that this is my my trajectory, soul calling, a bit of a tongue twister there, um, of propelling me into that next phase of my life because it was getting me through each day and pouring my heart and my soul into my business. So that's, that's how it was born. And you're right, without that, I wouldn't be sat here now. So it's, you have to go through those times. Now here's my thing. You have to go through those times to evolve into the next phase of you. What I don't feel like you have to do is understand and pick apart and go into the why. Why am I going through this? For me, all I have to know is that I am going through it. What am I learning from it? What am I surrendering to? And that's what I learned from this dark time is that just surrender, stop fighting, just surrender and let things happen. Um, I see a lot of people and it seems to be the slightly younger generation that are trying to pick apart every single thing and unpacking and going deep and getting so bogged down with this, why is this happening? I need to understand everything that they're actually just not letting that journey happen and surrendering to this journey happening. And that, that's an observation that I've noticed. And it's something that when I say simplify, for me, I don't have to know why I'm going through it. I just need to know that I am. And that if I surrender, I will get through it and I'll come out exactly how I should on the other side. 100%. Because a lot of it, um, like exactly with what you're saying, picking apart and understanding why from a psychological or mental perspective mm. is not conducive. It's sometimes it's really imperative to just step back, take a bird's eye point of view, mm. and go, how am I feeling through this? How is it adding, how is this pain adding value? And how, mm. all I need to know is, um, how is it helping me evolve? And what, what, what am I gaining from this? You know, if I use an example, um, you know, if, if for whatever reasons um, someone may do something to you that's quite hurtful, 
Now, mm. we, you could sit there until the cows come home, overanalyzing the shit, <laughs> you know, and with your mind just bouncing, 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 bouncing your falls, sleepless mm. nights, mm. but no amount of doing that is actually going to get you any, any resolution or results or peace of mind per se. But if you can look at maybe how is this impacting you, is it going to cause you to forgive? Mm. Is, is forgiveness something that you've um, been challenged with for most mm. of your life? And then if so, yes, then that's probably the little universe's way of saying, okay, so you wanted to evolve. There, there you go then. <laughs> you wanted to evolve and you wanted to um, take yourself to the next level. And if understanding or learning or adopting and experiencing forgiveness is that, then so be it. Absolutely nailed it. Mm. It's so true. And who hasn't been in there? And I was there with a man where he kept treating me terribly. And I was like, why are you doing this? And going through text messages and going through scenarios. And it was just driving me crazy until surrender. Does it matter? The fact is it has happened. And I can either choose to feel good and just let it go and just realize that that is what it is. Or I could just keep, like you say, having those sleepless nights, having the mind is taken over by this, the stuff that's out of your control. And that was my little universe life lesson is just to let go, surrender of the things that you cannot control. You have control over you and your reactions and how you want to feel. Let's go there. Yeah, 100%. I totally love that. Definitely, definitely love that. Is that something that you might share um, with some of your clients? it's a really good question I like to be personable and I like to use experiences but I don't like to use personal life experiences too much um, because I like to keep things to myself but what I'll do is I'll bring in experiences as if they were my clients experience but in fact it's mine and it's the lessons that I've been through so I like to and this is really interesting as well. I like to keep some things sacred to me. So I will allude to things, but I won't go into the nitty gritty of what's been happening. Yeah. For me, using the tools that I have learned and also created, that's how I use those shifts with clients and just bring up examples from time to time as opposed to my experience talking one-on-one, -on -one, if that makes sense. Danny, I want to thank you so much for jumping on um... An uncommon dialogue. It's been beautiful having you share your awesome self and um, the wonderful work that you're doing. So um, hopefully, and I'm sure um, there's going to be probably a few people listening to this podcast that will want to touch base with you afterwards. So let us know how that goes. I will. And Florida, thank you so much for having me as well. And when you sent me this message to invite me on your um, doing this right here, right now, I was really honoured that you first of all, thought of me, and then secondly, that what I do in your terms is kind of outside of, of the ordinary, that uncommon dialogue. So it, it feels really great, and, that, and I feel so honored to have had this conversation with you. So thank you. Mm -hmm.